This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome to episode two of NY Foodie Family. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Listen to episode one, thank you. And please bear with us as this is a learning experience for us. But we are continuing and episode two is all about ice cream. So the average American eats 23 pounds of ice cream a year. And we're going to be recording this um, and publishing this episode in August, but July was National Ice Cream Month, and July 21st was actually National Ice Cream Day. So, Dane, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, gosh. Um, you know what? I kind like to keep it simple, but if it's a choice between chocolatey or fruity, I'll go with fruity, or sometimes even uh, sorbet, if that counts as ice cream. I don't know. Does that count? Mm, I don't know. And if you were just Given the choice of chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry, the basics. Strawberry. And I'm vanilla always, all the time. So July 7th, going with the National Ice Cream Theme Month, was actually National Strawberry Sunday Day. Are you a Sunday fan? No. You know what? It's just it's just too much stuff. You know, with the whipped cream, I, I like whipped cream, and I like cherries, and I like the chocolate sauce. But once you get into a big river of mess just keep it simple that's that's my take yeah i'm not anymore but growing up remember how friendlies used to have all those tasty different sundays yeah they had uh, reese's pieces sundays and m&m sundays yeah they had, the... them in a, they had them in a cup too didn't they at the at the supermarket i think you can actually still buy those but yeah getting the ones at the restaurant in the glass uh cups um i used to love the peanut butter cup sundae or the Reese's Pieces sundae. Those are my faves. But um, yeah, nowadays, I rarely go for a sundae. I don't know. Either they got sweeter or I got more sensitive to it. They just It's just too much. Yeah. So what about ice cream sodas? Yay or nay? Uh, nay. Again, it's, you know, why combine two things when both of those two things could be just enjoyed separately? I, I don't know. No, I agree. I do remember growing up going to my grandparents' house. Um, one of like the treats we'd have there were the A and W root beer floats, the root beer soda with vanilla ice cream. But now I think it's actually kind of gross thinking about it. The melting ice cream and the soda and it just you couldn't finish it in time where it was a good mix of the two. Yeah, definitely an A now. No good. And finally, what about an ice cream sandwich? Mm, maybe like a really good ice cream sandwich. Do those do those cookie sandwiches? You know, like home baked cookie uh, with you know fancy ice cream in between. Does that count? Oh yeah. Although, gosh, have we had one of those? Not not recently, but you know, you, you go down to some of these uh, ice cream shops in the city. They got local cookies. They smash some d- delicious ice cream between them. Uh, if you're asking about those rectangular monstrosities and the, uh, the the chocolate cookie thing sticks to your fingers and the ice cream is so-so, then 
Mm, sorry, I'm kind of negative on this episode, aren't I? <laughs> so far, yes. Sorry. Remember in Disney, though, when we were in Epcot, didn't we have the macaroon ice cream sandwich? Macaroon ice cream sandwich. You know, I, I think we had a monster ice cream with that cookie thing that I was describing to you. Cookies on both ends. Oh, that was at Animal Kingdom, I think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel like we have a picture of like a orange macaroon, like with ice cream in, in the middle. But yeah, I haven't it's seen possible. any. Haven't seen any of those around here. So we, we did try to eat as much ice cream and everything else as we could in Disney last time. So true. Probably not not the best idea. Which is good thing we don't go every year. So yes, as we continue our episode, hopefully Dane will, uh, you know be a bit more positive but um yeah stay tuned as we continue our discussion on all things ice cream so in this next segment we are talking about freak shakes those are those instagram worthy monstrosity sized shakes filled with all the sprinkles and treats and other things um, that have been all over Instagram over the past couple of years. So last year for my birthday, I took our family on a little freak shake tour of Westchester. Altogether, we hit four different spots um, and shared between the four of us four different freak shakes. So where was stop number one, Dan? The first stop was in White Plains, New York, and that was something, oh, what was the name of the place? Um, the Lazy Boy Saloon. Lazy Boy Saloon, and they uh, were not expecting us to order that, were they? No, I don't know. they were not. <laughs> it was pretty early, too, I think, like, probably like 11.30, I think, in the morning, maybe. Maybe, and the, uh, the waitress server was, uh, you know, a little surprised, and she took our menus back because that's all we were ordering yes but when we explained that we were on a freak shake mission she kind of got on board with it and uh, was not so disappointed that the four of us were sharing basically one thing so right so before we go on we're only going to be talking about the freak shakes that we had however if you'd like more details on all these places there is a blog post on nyfoodiefamily.com that we will link in the show notes if you want to read our full post um, on our tour. But um, at the Lazy Boy Saloon, we had the cotton candy freak shake. Um, it was a strawberry shake topped with cotton candy and a lollipop. And the rim of the glass was covered in vanilla frosting and sprinkles. However, um, our shake was actually missing a lollipop. I forgot about that. Oh, what do you think of that shake? Um... It looked really nice. Uh, there was not a lot to share, which is a nice way of saying it was small. Yeah, surprisingly it was. When you think of like a freak shake, size-wise, it was pretty small. The actual, I think the kids, yeah, the actual think... amount of shake to slurp was, uh, you know, two sips a piece. The, the, the rest of the stuff was pretty tall. It looked like more than it really was. Yeah, the kids liked the cotton candy. Um, the actual cotton candy candy that was like garnishing the shake. But yeah, overall it was very small. And, and just for your reference, when we went um, last year in September, those freak shakes were $12 each. So 
stopped Freak Shake tour was Sugar High in Armonk. And they were cheap? they were super busy. Uh, so they were making us wait a little bit for that shake. But in the end, uh, I think I thought that was very impressive. And I wish there was a little bit more room inside. Like I said, it was busy. Uh, and the reason I mentioned is that we were outside and it was 112 degrees out. And we were melting stuff off the side of that uh, glass lickety split. So, um, yeah. So let's we just to, mention we, we had a rush on on that one. Yeah, Sugar High is located in Armonk, um, and yes, it was I think a Saturday that we went, and it was right around the place was filled with a lot of sports teams coming in after their games and stuff. So yeah, it was definitely very busy. They do have a seating area, but there was no room for us. So we went with the Boozle Freak Shake. Um, that one is a chocolate shake with a vanilla frosted rim covered in M&Ms. It was topped with a Hershey's chocolate bar, a chocolate covered pretzel rod, an entire chip ice cream sandwich, whipped cream, and chocolate sauce. So, yes, that one actually was pretty good. Um, we got to watch them making it right there behind the counter but like Dane mentioned um, it was a pretty hot day and when we brought it outside it was just melting so the components were pretty good though uh, that that chip which was really good and all the uh, you know candy stuck to the side was uh, was pretty good but it was uh, I guess stressful you know an ice cream shouldn't be stressful it should <laughs> yeah. be joyous and uh, I, yeah, let's try it again. Maybe a little bit slower next time. Right, and I do want to go back to Sugar High. Um, they are a boutique, uh, bakery, and they had all kinds of amazing looking treats besides their freak shakes. Um, they make homemade pop tarts. Um, they had all kinds of things, brownies. Their display case. I just wanted to try like everything, but we were on a mission. So next time. Yeah, everything else looked really good. Yeah. So our last stop on this one particular day was the Mount Kisco Diner. Um, and they are like the most insta-famous uh, for shakes. They dub themselves the diner that's not a diner. And it's definitely not a typical menu here. So we actually had regular food with our shake. Um and the freak shake we went with here was the Oreo s'mores shake, which is an Oreo shake, a chocolate frosted rim covered in crushed Oreos, then topped with cream, toasted marshmallows, and an Oreo cookie. And this mega shake was actually $10.99, which wasn't bad at all. What do you think of this one? Well, considering uh, the size and the quality, I thought it was it was good. The flavor, I, I don't remember that it was fantastic. It was all adequate. And you mentioned the food. I think we had we were just dreaming about real food by by then. Yeah, we eating ice cream and candy and chip witches all day long. So we were definitely on a sugar overload. And I do remember, like the whole top was just a big, thick whipped cream mass like we literally took the whole top off of that shake it was just like a solid whipped cream topping um but if i recall the shake itself wasn't bad no i mean that's not their fault that 
they were the third out of three for the day. Uh, I think we were just getting impatient and just wanted to get it over with, which had nothing to do with them. True. So definitely would like to go back there as well. Their menu was unique, and they also had lots of different things that food-wise and dessert-wise I'd love to sample more of. So. Yeah, let this be a lesson. Don't try to do three in a day. Leave that to us, the professionals. <laughs> exactly. And then before we did, before I ended up publishing this post, we made one more stop at the Hudson Creamery in Peekskill. Um, there we tried the peanut butter chocolate milkshake. And this is a chocolate and peanut butter shake with chocolate and peanut butter fudge ice cream. Reese's peanut butter cups, Reese's pieces, peanut butter sauce, chocolate syrup, funny bones, and nutter butters. Um, and these shakes are priced at thirteen fifty each. What did you think of the peanut butter chocolate milkshake? I thought it was really good. Um, we love the Husband Creamery, uh, not only just for their, uh, you know, ambiance, convenient location. The- Convenient locate. Well, yeah, convenient. All right. So there's four things. So the ambiance, the convenient location, because we're close enough to to Peekskill and the proximity to walking down the street with some ice cream towards the river, which is great. And the the quality of the ingredients, you know, I think they have some great, great ice cream and uh, toppings. Uh, They all seem to be pretty well, either homemade or just really well, you know, well crafted. True. Um, but whenever you order these freak shakes, really, they need to be eaten in the restaurant or in the store or wherever. Like even this one, we sat and ate inside. They can get messy um, and they're not something that can be easily carried around. I have to say, though, I feel like this one was our favorite in terms of the quality and the value for the money. Um Again, it could also be because we went on a totally separate day, so we weren't sugar overloaded, but I felt like it was just a good mix of things. Um, I don't know. Yeah, even even for the price being on the higher end, it felt like you got something of quality for that price. Uh, you know, you'd probably be paying the same for one of their, uh, you know, banana split creations and, and some of those custom deals that they make. So it wasn't terribly out of line with uh, you're paying a bunch more for something trendy. Yes. And I, I believe I... these shakes were actually um, winners of Hudson Valley magazine's best milkshakes. I think don't quote me on that, but I believe they had our prize winning shakes. Um, so as we mentioned, we did share each of these shakes between four of us and, um, I could never eat one of these ever on my own. Um, I don't know about you. It just would not be enjoyable. It's just, you'd be battling through the second half of it to, to get, some of these things had full candy bars stuck to the outside. And how many Nutter Butters were in were in the Hudson Creamery? There was, there was more than a few. Yes. No, there were a couple. And plus all the peanut butter cups and the funny bone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's a lot. So if we'd love to know, have you had any freak shakes in Westchester? If so, which ones have you tried? Um, Please let us know. You can give us an email at nyfoodiefamilypodcast at gmail.com. 
stay tuned because we have more ice cream talk coming up. So in this third segment, we are going to be talking about some of the Hudson Valley ice cream places that we've tried and some of the ones that are still on our list of places that we'd like to visit. Um, The first one that I know many Westchester people know about is the Bonabona ice cream truck. We actually tried this ice cream at the Westchester Magazine Burger and Beer Blast where Bonabona had their ice cream truck. Do you remember that, Dan? I do, I do. And those trucks were a nice little bonus to what felt like a thousand burgers. Um, yes. It was it was really nice to have a you know a, a compliment to you know meat and buns. Yes. And they we had the cannoli ice cream, but what I love about Bonabona is that Every ice cream cone or sundae is topped with a torch. Um, I'd say. So I know they're big in the uh, Westchester County area, and they actually have a new storefront opened in Portchester, which we still need to get to. I know the kids would love um, visiting that. Um, it opened back in December. And I know they won the 2019 Best of Westchester Ice Cream Parlor. Um, And they started hosting kids' parties. And they have a sprinkle room where during the party, they literally pour gallons of sprinkles, like, come raining out of the ceiling, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I want to check that out. That sounds like yeah, fun. the kids would definitely love that. Um, we'll just have to take a trip to Portchester one weekend. No, for me, I, I, I want, I want, the, sprinkle <laughs> you want the sprinkle room. You want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we never talked about this before. Not a big sprinkle fan, so that would not. I'd not likely be a fan of that. No, they really don't taste like much, but um, you know, it's kind of mandatory when you're when you're talking summer ice cream yes um i know another one of our favorite places um which we mentioned during our freak shake segment is the hudson creamery located in peekskill they are pretty fantastic i i have nothing bad to say we've only had good experiences um i don't think they are terribly much more expensive than the competition but i think they're homemade if if they're not making it in-house then it's getting shipped homemade yeah no it's uh, it's definitely worth it i don't believe they make it i believe they sell jane's ice cream which is um made someplace in the hudson valley i want to say north dutchess county possibly so it's definitely i know not made in-house but it is homemade so well there you have it Yes, and we do love their Sundays. Um, I know I, we've tried a couple of their different, um, like, cone Sundays that come in a dish. Just because, again, I know we talked how we're not huge fans of Sundays, but they do have some signature ones. And, you know, ones that use locally sourced honey or um, chocolate sauce. Nothing crazy, but you have to check out their signature Sunday menu um, to... and try some of those i'm pretty sure they have a sunday with 
Fruity Pebbles, don't they? Something like that? Yeah, see, that one doesn't actually sound good to me, but th- I do believe they have one like that. Little, little off-center, a little eccentric. Yeah. So another ice cream uh, place that we've been to that is a, another Westchester institution is King Cone in Somers. Always busy. Um, weekends or weekdays, I think, throughout the summer is just always a lineup there. But they got plenty of outdoor seating, so take take it outside. I don't think they have a lot of you know indoor space at all, do they? No, I don't think so. We've only been a couple times. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's always a line. When you drive by that intersection, you can see the line of people in cars. Just it's crazy over the summer. But overall, it's worth it. Again, nothing fancy. It's just a basic, you know what you're going to get, twist cone kind of place. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then I just recall the brownie Sunday when we went to Empire City Casino and we dined at Dan Rooney's Sports Pub. We were actually uh, hosted there uh, to try some of the menu items. Um, now I believe it's just called the pub. It's not Dan Rooney's anymore. It's just the pub, but it has the same Sunday, which is a Guinness ice cream with walnuts, whipped cream and caramel sauce. Do you remember that? I do. And I think you can actually taste the Guinness and it's not off putting it. it. It's actually uh complimentary to the flavor of the ice cream. It's not just, we're going to stick that in there for the sake of it. And, you know, it, 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 it lent itself to an improvement and not, not a, not a, uh, we're just going to throw it in there kind of kind of addition. Right. And it was fairly large, if I recall, as well. Yeah, I think that was a, a two-man Sunday, if you're like us. But, you know, one person probably could have handled it if if they, uh, you know, have a big appetite. Yes. And then the final place that I could think of um, that we've had ice cream treats um, is Tea Swirl Crepe in White Plains. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's. A little outside the box, you know, I, I, I think they're kind of new to the area. We had them in Philadelphia before we even had them in White Plains, right? Yeah, that was the first time we tried them when we're like, wow, how cool is this? And then, yeah, they opened in White Plains and we're all like, yes, we have to go. Everything they do is uh, made to order. Mm-hmm. The the cones uh, are made of uh, rice flour, uh, kind of pancakes, if you will. A crepe. <laughs> Crepe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rice flour crepe. Tea, All right, fine. Tea swirl crepe. That's the uh, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, their their sweet offerings are are just as creative and uh, precise, if that's the word, as their savory offerings. And I've been known to get a savory and a sweet and uh, finish them both. They're they're actually really really good. Yes. Yeah. And they have, I know, a berry one that the kids really like. I know that's their usual go-to. I, I can't think exactly what the name of it or the ingredients are, but um, they do like that one. So Lots I know of fresh berries. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I know that there are a ton of ice cream shops and places throughout the Hudson Valley. Um I made a short list of places that, you know, have stood out that I, I'd like to visit. Um, I don't know if there's any in particular that you can think of. 
there's just so many in the area. Um, I think we've hit a lot of the unique ones. There's nothing wrong with a good chocolate and vanilla swirl kind of place, but um, yeah, I think we should do a little bit more exploring and a little bit more, more research on this. So if you know any good uh, ice cream shops that are a little off center and a little, little better than the norm, uh, drop us a line. Let us know what's out there because, um, you know, we can't certainly say we've seen them all. No, but here is our short list of ones that I have. Um, Moo Moose Creamery in Cold Spring. The Blue Pig in Croton, which I can't believe we haven't been to just because it's so close to us. Um, and they actually are a 2019 Best of Westchester winner for Best Vegan Ice Cream. Um, for those interested in vegan ice cream. Um, the Bellevale Farms Creamery in Warwick. Joe's Dairy Bar and Grill in Hopewell Junction, Zoe's Ice Cream Barn in LaGrangeville, and then Penny Lick Ice Cream in Hastings, which is a Westchester County ice cream shop that um, we definitely need to visit as well. Mm. That all sounds good. Yeah. Like Dana mentioned, if you have an ice cream place that you think we should visit, please definitely let us know. We are always open to suggestions. So... Again, you can email us at nyfoodiefamilypodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our last segment as our ice cream talk continues. Okay, for our final ice cream segment, we are talking about store-bought ice cream. Store-bought ice cream nowadays, like you walk down the freezer aisle and there are so many different ice creams um brands varieties choices it's almost overwhelming so we thought we would talk about some of our favorite brands and flavors so i was going to start off with turkey hill um i don't know if you have a particular flavor that comes to mind dane but i know they have recently um made the triapolitan uh, varieties, which are three different flavors in one, and I know um, me and Abby love the American Dream, which is blueberry ice cream, vanilla strawberry swirl, and strawberry ice cream with chocolate chips. So that one, we always. You know, I like Turkey Hill. Pretty much anything that they make is uh, really high quality. We were actually pretty well biased on Turkey Hill before we even went out to see Turkey Hill out in Conestoga, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. We did. If you're, we have a post on that on the blog, and we'll hopefully get to talk about that in a future episode. But yes, the Turkey Hill experience in Pennsylvania was great. So yes, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Unlike a lot of uh, ice cream makers out there, there, as far as I can tell, they're not looking to cut corners on anything. Yeah, they've gotten a little smaller over the years, uh, size wise. On their used to be a half gallon, and now it's slightly smaller, but. Um, a lot of competitors are making, you know, less than high quality frozen dairy dessert, whatnots, and everything seems to be really premium ice cream with Turkey Hill, no matter what, what flavor you get. I knew you were going to mention that, that frozen dairy dessert. Yes, we stay away from, have to look at the packages very clearly to make sure we're not buying frozen dairy desserts and we're purchasing true ice cream. Which, uh, according to the federal government, is uh, mostly milk and cream on the front end. So if it's frozen dairy desserts, there's a lot of 
you know, milk protein uh, as as in whey as as kind of their top offerings to make it taste like ice cream. But then they try to get by making like cookie explosion flavors, so you're not really paying attention to it. And we, we've accidentally got them a few times, and we oftentimes end up tossing it. It just does not taste right. It's not good. Yeah, always go for the true ice cream. Um, my favorite briars. Now, growing up, when they were like only like maybe five, ten varieties flavors. Um, I remember I always loved the Briars vanilla bean with the little flakes of vanilla bean in it. That was always like my fave. But my current Briars favorite is uh, ice cream cake, which is two layers of vanilla ice cream. And then the middle layer is the chocolate with the chocolate crunchies. Here's a flashback for you. Do you remember when Briars was a front flap opening and it had a little plastic uh, cling wrap to the top to keep it fresh? Yes. Yes. Now, since then, um, you know, you got to stay competitive and you can't overcharge, but I think they've gone down a little bit. But you're, you're, you're absolutely right that that birthday flavor, which allegedly is limited edition, I hope they change their mind and, and keep it on for, for more often than not is actually pretty fantastic. It's got those little cake crunchies in it too, right? Yes. Yes. I know when I buy that one, I'm always like, this is mom's ice cream. Nobody eat this one. But I do share. I just say that. A little bit. So I know, especially when we were dating, like Ben and Jerry's was always the go-to, like, ooh, this is the special ice cream. Um, Do you have a favorite Ben and Jerry's? Favorite Ben and Jerry's back in college used to be Cherry Garcia because we didn't have a freezer. So whatever you got had to be really good. You were going to make make it to the bottom of that pint by the end of the night. So I know you've said that. I can honestly say that I have never eaten a full pint of ice cream by myself, like ever. I don't know if that's good, bad, whatever. Um, But yeah, I've never done it. It's physically not difficult, but, you know, you got to wrap your mind around you know, that's probably your entire week's worth of, of bad things. So <laughs> go go work out afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I still do. I, that's nowadays. That's not our go to um, like pint ice cream when we buy it. But, you know, sometimes I will get the everything but the I do like a lot of stuff and, you know, that has like the peanut butter cups and the fudge covered toffee and the white chocolate chunks and the fudge covered almonds. So I do, I do like stuff, you know, so. In general, I've been a little disappointed with Ben and Jerry's. I just haven't, it all tastes good and it's all high quality and it's still a pint, whatever it is, but it's, I just haven't been wowed, if that makes sense. True. I just think there's also so many other competitors now like that, we're being wowed by other and being introduced to new um, ice cream brands and flavors that um, I think that's part of it. They used to be the only ones in the pint for the most part. And then if not around the same time, but soon uh, Haagen-Dazs, which was kind of their ultra premium competitor. And now so many people make pints of really high quality stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's really competitive out there. Yes, but I do still want to visit the Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory in Vermont, I think it is, right? It would be in Vermont, yep. Yeah, we still haven't been there, and that is on our to-visit list, so. 
not a bad, uh, you know, bad trip out there for ice cream in the end. Right. Um, so you did mention Haagen-Dazs. Again, I don't buy that one a lot either. But if I am, I am going to buy the green tea or I'm going to buy the pineapple coconut. Those are my go-to flavors of Haagen-Dazs. What about you? Yeah, the pineapple coconut. Uh, I th- is that what they call it? Or the pina colada? One of those two things. Either way. Oh, maybe is it is it pina colada? I don't know. But that, it's basically that flavor. Those flavors. Yeah, that so flavor. Maybe. I don't know. Just just the, the right mix of, of, of fruit and ice cream. And it's... it's uh, Refreshing. Yes, it pops. Yes. Um, other than that, they didn't they do a line of uh, inspired by restaurants and things like that? Uh, desserts? Oh, yeah. There was like... um artisanal yeah line but unfortunately none of them stand out we did buy a couple of those and at this moment none of them particularly stand out but yeah we did try some of their artisanal line and i don't know if they still make that i think they've also jumped on the or maybe they started it the uh three layers the three different varieties um with the you know chocolate shell in between i don't know oh yeah the little crunchy swirl of of whatever on the way down and, and i think both ben and jerry's and haagen are doing like core flavors too like there's a core of, of something down the middle yes yeah i don't know if we've had that have we um not on purpose i don't think so yeah so i believe when you went to the new york city wine and food festival um, ice cream party with Duff Goldman. You took Abby back in September mm-hmm. or October. Um, is that when you were intru- introduced to Cool House? I think we knew them beforehand. I don't remember when we would have had them, but I think they were in the stores before then. It was just a nice opportunity to get a couple different flavors that we had not had before. Okay, because I know um, I had bought the Dirty Mint Chip, and I'm not a big mint chocolate chip ice cream eater but i know you were really wowed by the like natural tasting mint flavor of that one yeah it was it was actually really impressive um not all their flavors are my favorite but at least you got a pretty good shot of having something that's very out of the ordinary one of their one of their flavors has french fries in it too if i remember right yes it was like milkshake and fries i did want to taste that one but you and abby had tasted it and said it actually wasn't that great it was better on paper um, okay. you know, just the texture of the, you know, the French fries stick with the, if you're going to dip your French fries in your milkshake, just, you know, stick with that. Okay. I know also at that ice cream event that you had gone to, um, you were introduced to big gay ice cream. That's right. Uh, I would say they've been around long enough in the city to be an institution, I suppose. They're at least uh, famous. I would say that if you're an ice cream fan in New York City, that you've probably heard of them. And pretty recently, they started offering pints in the uh, in the store, and we started seeing a bunch. Yes, and we never actually bought them. And now, like, and I wanted to buy a pint to try for this episode, and I know at least in ShopRite, I haven't seen them. Huh, might have to look around. Yeah, so if anybody knows if any other local area grocery stores are selling Big Gay ice cream pints, please let us know. We did not get a chance to try them. 
And I have to talk about our new favorite brand of ice cream recently has been Steve's ice cream. And even more surprising has been the, so far, we've only tried the non-dairy, a couple non-dairy flavors and have been wowed, right? Absolutely. I I have told people that I would make that my my only ice cream and it's not even ice cream. (laughs) The first pint I bought was the Moroccan mashup. So they use coconut cream as their base of the, you know, quote, ice cream Um, and the Moroccan mashup. And I actually posted on Instagram, too, because, again, I was just like so wowed by it um, is honey orange blossom flavor. And it has a pomegranate swirl and chopped almonds inside. And just I think the combo of those flavors is just delicious. It was really great. And, you know, don't don't get us wrong. This is not health food, even though it's uh, non-dairy. True. It is. Uh, you know, that that coconut cream is is not health food. But uh, if it's you're not low fat, no, not not, not <laughs> low fat at all. But if you're uh, dairy, dairy intolerant, if that's the right word, um, this even if you're dairy, dairy tolerant like we are, uh, this this is really one of our favorite things that we've uh, eaten uh, dessert wise uh, over the last few months. Yes, and we just had what I don't remember. What's the most recent non-dairy flavor? Uh, that was the uh, the Carnival. And what was in that one? Do you remember? Um, that was passion mango? fruit swirl. Oh, passion fruit pieces swirl, of yes. mango. Uh, yeah, the the fruity ones are clearly my favorite. But um, yeah, that uh, passion fruit swirl just kind of popped. It was it was a lot of flavor. Yeah, so definitely winning on unique flavors here in, like, store-bought ice cream. So props go out to Steve's Ice Cream. Um, They make non-dairy, and they make regular ice cream. And we actually have a regular pint of their ice cream um, that we have not tried yet that's sitting in the freezer. I don't even remember what flavor it is, but I did want to try a, a regular, quote, ice cream of theirs instead of one of the non-dairy ones so um be on the lookout for steve's in your local grocery store well we might have to wrap up this episode so we can go work on that <laughs> seriously <laughs> so yes we'd love to hear from you what is your favorite store-bought ice cream your the brand and the flavor because we are always on the lookout for new ice cream to try and that's one thing that Um, I have to have in the freezer or the kids are just like, you know, so disappointed. So we always have ice cream at our house if anybody wants to know and is looking for, you know, a treat. Um, So please definitely leave us some of your recommendations. And this wraps up our ice cream uh, segment uh, episode of NY Foodie Family. So stay tuned for our wrap-up and weekly highlights. So as our final segment for this episode, we're going to do something we're we're working on it. We're going to call it Quick Hits for now. It's random thoughts, some ideas, things we've enjoyed recently. Uh, Just some things we want to throw out there. Maybe we'll expand on it in a future um, you know, podcast or blog post, but just a couple of things just to, to kind of start a conversation maybe. So Nance, why don't you, uh, why don't you kick us off? 
Okay, so for the first quick hit, I am going to talk about a book that I recently read, Verity by Colleen Hoover. I had actually suggested this book for my work book club as one of the book choices, and it was chosen um, by my colleagues to read. Um, For anybody who isn't familiar with Colleen Hoover, she normally writes contemporary, more romance, um, new adultish themes. Um, But this was outside of her normal writing genre, and it's more romance suspense. Um, And I really enjoyed it. So if anybody's looking for a summer read, it's not necessarily a light, you know, chiclet type book but i did really enjoy it is that a new release by colleen hoover what's that is that new uh it is her newest release yes got it and uh movie our youngest turned 11 over the last weekend and we well i should i took him out and some of his friends to go see the latest installment of spider-man far from home so that was Actually, a really great film. I have not kept up with all of the Marvel Universe. I actually missed a couple of the latest Avengers movies. You know, sorry, uh, Marvel fans. I did skip ahead through some spoilers to uh, to get to the latest Spider-Man. But that was a really great film. Uh, well done, well made. Way better than some of the uh, DC offerings. Sorry, DC. But Aquaman was, was not quality film making in any means. But... Um, go see Spider-Man while it's still out. It was, uh, it was a fun watch. I'm going to highlight a recipe for our next quick hit. Uh, recently our kids were away with my sister for a week. Um, and while they were away, I was able to make some recipes that I would not normally be able to cook when they're home. Um, one of which was stuffed portobello mushrooms from Joe Cook's. And I will, in our show notes, uh, have a link to uh, this recipe, as well as um, the book and also the other blog posts we referenced earlier in this episode. So, um, yes, I will have that link. But, um, yeah, it was a vegetarian recipe, um, It, but the kids just don't eat mushrooms, and I love them. So to be able to make a stuffed portobello mushroom, it had goat cheese, had a nice breading filling it was just really tasty um and it was delicious so if you're looking for a vegetarian recipe i highly recommend the stuff put yeah, it, was a, it was a fair amount of work as i recall uh mostly you thank you and it went really fast so that was really tasty thank you but you know yes. we uh i think we both said either during or after if somebody would cook this kind of stuff for us we, we would definitely go vegetarian Yes, exactly. The effort gets to be a bit much sometimes. So our last quick hit, you want to talk about uh, a restaurant? So uh, we've actually been to a few good ones, but one that we keep going back to, which is really hard for us, uh, we try not to do a lot of repeats, but we've been, what, several times in the last year? And it's not close. Yes. Is uh, Palace Dumplings up in Wappingers. It's uh, still Hudson Valley for you uh, Hudson Valley fans, just a a little further up. 
and pretty much 99% of what they do is dumplings and the fact that it's always crowded and they're just moving dumplings by the dozen nonstop is really encouraging and we just have so many good dumplings every time we go up. Yes, there are 12 dumplings to an order. There's what, like three, four pages of just dumpling choices? Yeah, you order by number. There has to be at least 30 or 40 different kinds. Right, there's like a bunch of variety of beef, pork, lamb, seafood, vegetarian ones. Um, Yes, and I actually uh, was introduced to this restaurant by an Instagram person, an Instagram friend, um, Kareen. Um, So thank you for introducing us. Why don't you give Kareen a shout out? Where, where, Where is she writing at? Um, no, she's not a, a no. blogger, just an Instagram okay. friend. That's okay, too. Yeah. So, yeah, she she had introduced us to this place. We'd been several times, and when my son was asked, what do you want to eat for his birthday? Sushi is always number one, but because he had just recently had sushi, he had said, oh, I want dumplings at Palace Dumplings. So, we went. Always worth the trip. Yes, and they have these amazing sauces as well. Uh, that you can put on. Um, I We normally don't put the sauce on all of them, like I see in some of the Instagram pictures that I've seen, um, just because uh, they do have like a spicy chili pepper one, um, a soy sauce, and we love that orange dipping sauce, whatever. I don't even know what it is, but it's really good. Whatever it is is good, but even without sauce, um, they're they're like soupy dumplings, if, if you're a fan of soupy, soupy dumplings. Uh, so there's like a little, little bit of uh, juicy delicious in every single one. I don't know how they cram it in there. I, you know, they're not large dumplings. So if you're familiar with uh, wontons or or fried dumplings at your local Chinese place, it's not those. Uh, I, I'd say it's probably what half, about half the size if you're if you're accustomed to those only. Yes, and they can check my Instagram feed at NY Foodie Family. I did actually just recently post a picture of the dumplings from when we most recently went. Well, there you go. And you can, they are, we always get them steamed. They all come steamed, but you can pay extra to get them pan fried. We've actually never tried that because the steamed ones are so good, but maybe we'll have to try some fried dumplings next uh, time. Well, one, one PSA that I, I think has changed between the uh, most recent time that we went, they're charging a little bit extra for uh, for credit card use. I, I think like three or 4% just as a offset, they said. Uh, if you're not a fan of paying that, then uh, I guess either don't go or bring cash or just pay it. One of those three things. Yes, no, but do go because they're really, really good and you'll be a fan, I promise. So let's wrap it up, Nance. Okay, so that's the end of episode two of the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Uh, please check our show notes. They are at nyfoodiefamily.com slash podcast and search for episode two. We'll have links to all the uh, blog posts and the books and recipes and restaurants etc that we have mentioned in this episode and please stay tuned for episode three we'll be at you next time bye <laughs>